HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at hearstranch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported podcast network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. This year, we're celebrating 10 years of food radio. For the past decade, we've been taking you behind the scenes of farms, restaurants, breweries, school cafeterias, and more. It's been 10 years, and we're just getting started. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. I'm Luke Griffin, and you're listening to Bushwick Podcast, local stories for a strong community. Each episode, we take you behind the scenes of the artists, activists, and entrepreneurs whose journeys collide in Bushwick, a special Brooklyn neighborhood that's changing faster by the day. Small business owners play a unique role here, and as we've heard throughout the community, many entrepreneurs view their shops as opportunities to serve the neighborhood outside the scope of business as usual whether that's by partnering with activists or creating spaces that bridge gaps in the community. But as we've also heard, the realities of running a business can often come into conflict with more purpose-driven intentions. I don't want to walk away from that. Like that's At that point for that, I could just close the store and we would let someone else walk in and put a gift shop there. This week, we meet the wife and husband duo behind one of Bushwick's most celebratory and intentional businesses. It's a discussion that's been over a year in the making drawing on conversations from the present and from last summer on the eve of their store's grand opening. It's Thursday, September 26th, and this episode is called Quality Goods. Good morning, Kristen and Joshua. How are you doing? We're good. How are you? Doing really well. It's a bit earlier on your end. Thank you so much for getting up to chat. Yeah, no worries. Kristen and Joshua Hernandez currently live on the West Coast, but they're as involved in the Bushwick community as any other small business owners here. I'm Kristen Hernandez. Um, I'm one of the co-owners of Quality Goods. Uh, Joshua Hernandez, one of the co-owners of Quality Goods. And together we um, run the store, source products for the store, uh, reach out to vendors, try to build partnerships with other businesses in the communities, and um, just run day-to-day operations at the store. Quality Goods is located on Stanhope, 
off the corner of Wyckoff and just outside the exit of the DeKalb L train station. Though small, it's a storefront you won't easily miss, full of smiling faces and shelves neatly arranged with what might most accurately be described as gifts. It's a fun gift store, lifestyle store, a um, little bit of treat-yourself store. So it has a it has a little bit of everything. Um, it's got some really great products from local artists and small businesses, um, and then some other really great, um, just fun products in general. We first met Kristen and Joshua outside the shop last summer as they were preparing for Quality Goods' grand opening. So right now we're in front of Quality Goods, um, the actual gift and lifestyle store that we've uh, reopened at my mom's original Annie Cortina's shop. Annie Cortina's, or Annie's Curtains, was a historic home goods shop run by Joshua's mother here in Bushwick for decades. So the old store was um, was essentially a home decor store with the focus on um, drapery, so custom-made curtains um, that my mom had for about 20-ish, 21 years. Joshua basically grew up alongside his mom's shop here, and after Mary and Kristen, settled down back in the neighborhood. But when his mom was ready to retire, Joshua and Kristen figured they could reinvent the old Cortina shop for a changing Bushwick. It's a store where you can find something if either you want, I I keep using the term treat yourself, right? You just want to buy something either nice for yourself or for someone else. Uh, It might be that last minute gift, a last minute card you want to pick up, uh, but beautiful products, not the things you would find at 99 cent stores or uh, your family dollars, right? Uh, Something that it's like, produced by people in the neighborhood or another small business uh, that, you know, has some sort of sensibility with design or the impact they're having on the world and at affordable prices. Like that was the biggest uh, factor in terms of determining products. Reinventing a brick and mortar storefront is no easy feat. And remarkably, Kristen and Joshua did much of the work to create quality goods by hand, albeit with a lot of help from friends and family. I'm ready to point out the molding I helped install <laughs> and I figured out, I yeah. figured out how to use at Home Depot or her dad came and showed us. I'm yeah. excited to point out, I ran electrical through that and you know, like all the yeah. small things that I don't think anyone else is gonna catch, I'm gonna call out because I'm really <laughs> proud of the fact that we did that ourselves. Yeah, we, you know, we definitely called in a lot of favors and called in a lot of, you know, come help us with this, come build this, you know, build this for us. like. My brother built the cashier stand, and his uncle um, hand-painted the sign, and my father taught us how to put molding in, and, you know, his other uncle helped him put the floor in. And after all that hard work, the community responded in kind, as Quality Goods officially opened its doors last June. I would say the biggest surprise would be, and it's more of a byproduct of us doing this on our own, would be the number of customers that have come in and said, I've seen you guys working out here for the last few weeks, and I've been excited. We've been guessing what you are going to open up, um, and the support. Everyone's like, good luck. Like, this is awesome. Um, that, like, that's amazing to hear that people have been watching it, because we were just plugging away. We just, you know, it's not like you're in the country where you have tons of room and you can do this construction. We're right here on the sidewalk building cutting our tables own. Yeah, cutting tables, painting shelves and <laughs> Uh, so, and I think at a certain point, I forgot that we were even in New York City. We were just plugging away, building our own thing. So it's awesome to hear that people were watching or taking notice of it. And that was a nice surprise. About it. 
it was yeah, a surprise and we're supportive. That, I, yeah. that still is awesome to hear when people come in and say that. Now, after a little over a year in operation, Joshua and Kristen have a lot to reflect on. Learning, a lot of learning, I would say. If, uh, there was one word to describe it last year, be learning. Um, you know, everything from how to price things correctly to maybe when to make a call on a product didn't sell and, you know, accepting that you might need to walk away from it. Um, what else? Uh, what would you say? Appropriate bookkeeping, um, just everything, all around everything. You know, it it's funny because I saw this meme the other day that it was the world of a it said the world of a small business owner and it said day one, make $300 cheer, make a little dance. Think you're doing well. Day three through, you know, day two through eight, make zero money, cry, say, I'm never doing this again. Go back. I'm going back to a full-time job. This sucks. Can't do this. And day, you know, day nine, you know, make 500 bucks do a dance. This is amazing. I'm opening another store. This is great kind of thing. And so that basically that meme, like literally basically sums up our last year. Um, you know, it's, it's learning is the only word that I could use as well. You know, it is, it has been a curve like no other for us. Um, so yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, there's definitely been roadblocks and there's definitely been, okay, we need to step back and let's figure out how to do this um, as best as we know how. And I think the best thing that we've learned is, okay, we might do this once and we might do it the way we think it's correct now, but then we also might have to readdress and come back around and do it again because we might realize later that that didn't work or that something else is better Um So yeah, learning is definitely the word. Though that learning is hard won, it's been bolstered by the support of the community that's been growing around the store. Oh, I'd say there's an uptick in, um, in, I like to call it the love we're getting from the community. Uh, You, we would have days, I think, at the beginning, it was a little slower. Things, people were just discovering us. And now we're seeing, starting to see uh, a lot more familiar faces. Uh, there's a steady pace in terms of people that actually walk into the store. Um, we actually ended up overhearing a conversation where someone was talking about the store, not realizing that we were the owners. Uh, we were on the subway and they were talking about it and they're like, yeah, this is a great store. I've been, you know, let's stop at it. I've been meaning to tell you about it. Or in another case, um, a friend of my brother's, somehow he had posted, a, uh, we have Instagram, the story, like just re- reposted a story that we had and they reached out to him and said, Hey, is that your brother's store? And he confirmed it. And she's like, Oh my God, I love that store. I walk by and I go in there all the time. So we're slowly starting to see more and more people either know about the store, familiar faces when they walk in or just repeat customers. And it's just like, Hey, you guys, I love your cards. I keep coming back for cards. I would say when you hear somebody talking about it, it's like winning the gold medal. What I could do, <laughs> what I could <laughs> winning a gold medal, because it's just kind of like, oh wow, we did it! Like, yeah. like look, they're talking about us. They're talking about us. For a shop ostensibly meant for you to treat yourself, quality goods has been intentionally designed from the start to help anyone from Bushwick's diverse community feel welcome. This area of Bush- Bushwick was pr- primarily Latino, so. 
there is a transition um, with a lot of younger college kids coming in um, from a lot of different nationalities that are now coming in. So it is not primarily Latino families that are living here anymore or the ones that are the new people moving in. So we want to be accessible to everyone. Um, so it is teetering on a line of how do we do that and how do we accomplish that. Um, just kind of for an example, we have a cousin that was telling us about how she keeps walking past this um, coffee shop that's near us and every time she looks in she just feels very uncomfortable because it's not you know a place where she can look around and associate herself with with other people um, and she primarily speaks Spanish so and she just felt so uncomfortable she didn't know if when she got to the counter if she would be able to understand the people or if they could understand her so she's always loved watching it and always loved watching how busy the coffee shop was and always wanted to go in but always just felt uncomfortable so our goal is to make sure that nobody feels uncomfortable you know we are all about family we're all about come on in we're all about hang out um, him and I leave the store, you know, we're here working till two, three o'clock in the morning every night and we leave the store open and we've had people come in and purchase at 12 o'clock, one o'clock yeah. in the morning because we're all about, Hey, we're here. Come on in kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of our main purpose and our main reasoning for making sure everything is both in Spanish and English. Um, and it is, you know, a tight line to walk on. Um, you know, you do, it is two very different areas that you're trying to appease to. Um, you know, certain areas are paying attention to price tags more than other areas. Um, certain people are paying attention to aesthetics more than other things. Um, so it is, you know, just kind of teetering those lines and teetering with that. After the break, Kristen and Joshua confront the challenge of balancing their community-driven ambitions with the realities of seeing a new business through its first year and beyond. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. The Hearst family has been raising cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of California's Central Coast for over 150 years. Piedra Blanca Rancho in San Simeon is the original Hearst Ranch, founded by George Hearst in 1865. George's son was the famous publisher, William Randolph Hearst. In addition to being known for building the iconic Hearst Castle, William was, like his father before him, an avid rancher. In his words, I would rather spend a month at the ranch than any place in the world. Thanks to one of the largest land conservation easements in California history, a joint effort with the California Rangeland Trust, the American Land Conservancy, and the state of California, the working landscape at Hearst Ranch will be preserved forever. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. Do you love this podcast? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. We have over 35,000 shows in our online library. My name is Jennifer Leutzi, and I'm the host of Tech Bytes, where we talk to innovators and influencers in the food tech space. You can find Tech Bytes wherever you listen to podcasts and on heritageradionetwork.org. Thanks for listening. So we do small things, right? We try to make sure our signage is both in Spanish and English. Um, just because the, there's a big uh, Latin uh, community in Bushwick. So we wanted to make sure that the, ver the signage and the messaging spoke to them as well. It wasn't just, if you can read English, you, you understand what we're offering. It, it, I wanted to make sure it was inclusive of that. But 
I think um, where we, we're struggling is the reality that the store itself isn't too big. So these grand ideas of wanting to host events or wanting to use it as a community space that, you know, we could either, like, I, I remember having this big idea of like, it'd be great if we could offer some sort of um, uh, like educational program in there for the younger kids. Um, maybe bring in some like computers and offer that up as free hours for others to come by and use. Uh the reality is the space is so much is, is tiny. So it's been hard to kind of cultivate and create those kind of experiences that require space in there. Um, so like Kristen said, it's one of those things where we're trying to solve, figure out how we can do it, whether we reach out to another small business that maybe has uh, space and see if we can partner up with them and see if we can host events there. So on that end, we're, we're still working on it, but we're doing that what we can for now. And that's small things like offering up, making sure we're talking in both languages, making sure that um, everyone that's in the store can speak both languages, whether, you know, like it's the small things, but the bigger ones is what we're trying to still solve and, and figure out a solution for. But as they work their way toward their bigger goals of inclusivity, even these early efforts are meaningful in a neighborhood where non-English speakers feel increasingly dispossessed. And as they look to Quality Goods' second year, they're not shying away from their second bottom line. Oh, no, we're going to, I'm, I'm sticking to that vision. I am selfishly sticking to that vision. Uh, so, and so, yeah, I'd say build out the resources, try to work with others in the community, maybe see how we can partner up um, to maintain that vision. I don't want to walk away from that. Like that's at that point for that, I could just close the store and we would let someone else walk in and put a gift shop there. Part of the way they're investing in the community is through their commitment to stocking the shop with products from local vendors and artists. 60% of the companies that we've purchased from are other small businesses. And a large majority of those companies are New York-based artists, um, and most of them are Brooklyn-based. So either their companies were born in Brooklyn or um, they are currently still in Brooklyn. We went with a lot of those companies. We want to be a local shop that supports a lot of local artists um, and that is your local destination kind of thing so and it's by local people but as with each aspect of the business practice is of course more complicated than theory in our previous conversation Kristen I know you spoke about the importance of using the store to highlight goods from local artists and local producers whether they were specifically in Bushwick or Brooklyn or even just New York City how has that process been? Have you been able to find local folks in the way that you thought you might? So we love um, small artists, whether, you know, small local businesses, makers, um, creatives, people that just build and create their own things. Um, we love that. And in all different respects, um, you know, a lot of, like all of our cards are from small businesses and we stick to that very hardcore everything that we sell on our card shelf is made by somebody, um, you know, versus made by a company. Um, and that's just one small example, but, you know, we love that. So that's what we're constantly trying to source and to look for. And we are literally on a search at all times for that. Anytime I'm in another store, cause we're always walking around, we're always going into other stores. We're always, and not even just in our own city, any city we travel to, any city we, we go to, we are 
always looking for things and I'm always taking pictures of things and always marking down websites or names and following up. Um, so that is a constant search for us. And, and we love when people reach out to us, you know, um, just the other day we had been posted about by a Bushwick, um, this is Bushwick life Instagram post and a couple makers from Bushwick had reached out to us um, just from that alone, which was awesome. Uh, just to get new makers straight from Bushwick of their goods and their wares and what they do and their creatives. And it's been, you know, great already just having that. Perhaps no change in quality goods first year has been more significant than Kristen and Joshua's recent move from Bushwick to the West Coast. One of the things I wanted to explore is we're having this conversation over the phone because you're now on the West Coast. Tell me about that. What has that change been like and how has that affected things at the store? That's been interesting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So when Joshua and I opened the store, we both had full-time jobs um, in New York City. Um, So we we were both working full-time for the entirety that we were out there. Um, Joshua has been working at his full-time job as project manager for a few years. And they had been asking about you know, moving out to the West Coast for a little while. So it was, you know, a, okay, let's make a decision. Are we going kind of time? So we decided, you know, okay, let's do it. You know, what's running the store from the West Coast if we're running the store from full-time jobs out here now? Um, So we took that on. It's, you know, it's been a reliance on family and friends, definitely. Um, And it's been a little different. You know, we've, We've had to learn, you know, we finally got into a groove with our processes and our standards and our operations, and we've had to relearn, you know, new processes, new standards, and new operations. So, you know, just in the matter of getting items labeled. So it's, okay, well, we can order the items from here. We're shipping them to here, and it takes this long for labels to come in, so we need to get it all in at the same time so products are not sitting in a box versus sitting on our shelves. Um, so we've, we've definitely had to, you know, rethink things and relearn things. It has also been good for us in a sense, because since we've moved out here, I have not had a full-time job. The store has become my full-time job. So we've been able to step back and say, what do we need to learn? You know, what do we need to get better at? What can we focus on, um, and put our energies into more? And it's given me the opportunity to step back and be able to do those things. Um, so it's actually helped us advance a little bit in that sense. Uh, it does become a little more difficult to, you know, get the, you know, when you're standing in the store and you're working there and you're talking to the people, you get more of a pulse of the sense of the area and the neighborhood and what people need and what people want. Um, and not having that vibe, not having that pulse has been a little difficult, um, But we've been fortunate enough that either through trade shows or um, just out of need, we go back and forth. And one of us is there, you know, every month, at least um, for a weekend. So we've been fortunate enough that we've been able to do that. Um, And that's, you know, changed the game for us. And that helps us kind of for that month, reboot, restart. Okay, you know, this is what we're seeing here. This is what we need to change. This is what we need to regroup on, you know, and. Thank goodness for FaceTime because FaceTime has been amazing. You know, it's 
it, it's, it's worked wonders for us. It's, it's helped tremendously because it's, you know, a, okay, you know, take the products and put them over here. Okay. Now we need to switch this. Hey, how come that's there and that's not there? Or, you know, can we talk about changing this over? So, you know, FaceTime has been a, been a lifesaver. Definitely. Yeah. I would say that this whole transition has been mastering the art of coordination and mastering the art of multiple communication tools from video conferencing to, you know, online calendar management. So a lot of it's been coordinating, just mastering the art of coordinating, making sure you're timing things right, making sure you're talking to people and mastering the art of how to pack a carry-on bag because you know you're going to have to travel in four weeks back to New York to make sure that um, to Christmas Point you're staying somewhere close to the store. You can pick up that vibe, just hang out with customers, hear what they're looking for. Uh, so it's been interesting. It's been challenging to say the least, but um, yeah, I think it's been great. On my side, I'd say it's also been a, it's just opened up my eyes a bit in terms of, well, cool, we're in Seattle. So when do we start entertaining the idea of quality good Seattle? Um, I know that sounds crazy ambitious and it's like, you should still focus on the first store. But it's opened my eyes to we, we need to, like, lock down our uh, processes. Um, how do we tighten up these things? How, what is it that we need to learn before we even start thinking about another location? My brain is running wild with it, but it, it's at least forced us to kind of like, okay, how do we grow up? We've got the store going. We made it through one year. What's next? As they look to what's next for quality goods... Kristen and Joshua have some parting words for anyone else interested in doing something ambitious in the community. You know, I I would have to say for me, before we started the store, I was very, no, you have to have all of, you know, your tools in your toolbox and you have to have everything perfect and you have to have all, you know, everything you need before you even start the project. And, you know, Joshua's motto was always, we'll figure it out as we go. Like, it's okay, we'll figure it out, you know things change and you'll have to learn things. And, and it is definitely something that I have learned and embraced that, you know what, at least we tried and it's been awesome and it's been great and we've learned a ton and, you know, we're on to our second year, which is awesome. And, you know, we tried and, and we're going to keep going and we're going to keep trying new things and we're going to see what sticks and what works and just keep going, just try. And, you know, especially for, makers and for creatives get out there because when you're new it is a little hard to find people and it 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 does make it so much easier when you yourself come into the store and introduce yourself we've had tons of people do that and tons of people bring us samples and and you know want to be on our shelves and it has been awesome and it has helped the process tremendously and it totally makes it better for them when they just put themselves out there. Sometimes you can't just be behind the internet. It's not just on Instagram or websites. It's also meeting people and, you know, get out there. If you're a creative, introduce yourself to these other businesses because that's where you're going to start at. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, If I could change your sentence a little, I would say just start, um, like just actually start it. Like don't sit there for months trying to figure out how you're going to do this, how you're going to do that. Just start. And before you know it, you'll look back on a year and say, 
you remember when we just like officially took the keys and opened the actual store and now we're here year two and you're thinking about future plans um i bet if we had just i mean i know we have for years i've been talking about oh we'll do this we'll do that and just a lack of start totally held us back just start and it'll you'll you'll figure it out along the way if you're interested in learning more about quality goods, you can visit them for yourself at 128 Wyckoff Avenue, though you'll be looking for the entrance on Stanhope. You can also visit their website and even shop from their online store with shipping and in-store pickup at qualitygoods.com. That's Q-L-T-Y-G-D-S dot Joshua and Kristen are always on the lookout for local artists, vendors, and partners. And if you think you might be able to work together, you can get in touch directly by emailing them We've got all that info and more in the show notes for this week's episode. We'd like to extend our sincere thanks to Joshua and Kristen for allowing us to step into their journey over this first year of quality goods. And as always, we'd also like to thank you for listening this week. If you enjoy Bushwick Podcast, you can do us a huge favor by telling a friend or even by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform, which helps us reach more new listeners with stories like these. We'll be back with another story you won't want to miss. But in the meantime, we'd love to know what you're interested in hearing and how we can do better. Get in touch by emailing us at hello at hearbushwick.com or by DMing us on our Instagram at Bushwick Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you and we'll see you soon. This program is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, Tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.